It's that time, America. Your very own nationally award-winning family radio talk show. Let's Talk America with host Shayla Thornton is set to air now. We feature the trending news stories, the timely interviews you want to hear, and the hottest music in the industry. This show truly is news talk for everyone. Let others know right now that you're tuned in to quality news talk that matters. You're listening to Let's Talk America with host Shayna Thornton. The broadcast begins now, now, now. Listeners of Let's Talk America Radio, of course, here on this program, we put the spotlight on the trending issues you want to know more about. Education and awareness is key. And it's been about a year since the 2018 Farm Bill legalized what many call hemp, but the legal status of hemp-derived uh, CBD remains in limbo since CBD can be derived from hemp or cannabis. I am no expert at any of this. I am truly clueless. But right now I have someone on that does know a lot about it. She's going to break it all down so we can know the facts from the urban myths, and you can get on your way of knowing how to use this important information. I'm talking about Karen Howard. She's the Executive Director of Organic and Natural Health Association. Karen, welcome to the program. Thank you for having me. Okay, now let's get right to it. Um, I'm sure there are many listeners um, like me that are truly clueless about this, and maybe there are some that know a little bit more, but you being um, someone who knows, you're an expert, I want to clear all of this up. And and I do want to um, say before we get into of saying, you know, what makes um, Karen know a lot about this, I I just want to say more about what you do, okay? Um, Before she, uh, prior to organic and Natural Health, Howard, actually served as executive director for both the American Association of Natural Apathic, uh, Naturopathic, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, uh, Physicians, AANP, and also the Association of Accredited uh, Naturopathic Medical Schools, I know you're going to explain that more to us, um, during her nearly decade tenure at AANP, she built a sustainable infrastructure, significantly improved financial performance, and so much more. So you're the person to talk to, Karen, and, and we've got to get right to it, okay? First and foremost, what is it? What is CBD exactly? What is CBD? That is the perfect place to start. Thank you, Shana. I would say CBD is one of over 100 phytocannabinoids contained in the hemp plant. So you could say, someone always says to me, what's next? And I say, oh, it's CBD, E-F-G-H-I-J-K. So this is one. Um, and it has been found to have significant properties for three of the things that people are striving to correct in their life, probably the most prevalent three, the inability to get a good night's sleep, um, chronic pain, and stress, right? So it's been found to have these properties that work in the system. It's an entire system in your body that is relatively new to, to found science. We haven't known about this system for a very long time. So we're learning a lot as we get into this. Essentially what's happened is, is the market got ahead of the science and got ahead of uh, what, what we know to be factual, the research that we're doing, and so now there's this floodgate of product on the marketplace and consumers are left trying to figure out what CB is, CBD is, what to use it for, and then, of course, how to buy it. 
Okay, and, and I think that's the part when people are a consumer saying how to buy it, what exactly is it labeled as. Now, I know this may sound like a silly question to some, maybe to you in particular, but for someone like me, I'm naive in the entire topic. CBD and hemp, are they the same thing? So here's what's the same. CBD is in hemp and CBD is in marijuana. Both hemp and marijuana are cannabis plants. I see. One is illegal and one is legal. Now, cannabis obviously is still under the Schedule A in terms of drug classification. And as you said, the the hemp bill came through and now hemp is legal. We might remember, there are probably some of your listeners who remember hemp, and certainly on the international world, people have known about this for a long time. Hemp's been used for a variety of things over the years, particularly in industrial kinds of products like rope. So for us to be able to derive this kind of property out of the plant is, is new. That is a very I new see. way of using hemp. And I want to get this right now. Tell me, CBD is in hemp. That's correct. It is in hemp. It is absolutely. Okay. It's one of 100 plus maybe 113 of these phytocannabinoids that exist in this one single plant. You've talked very high scientific, but I want to right now relate it to what people probably know it for. Who uses it and why? I know you talked about for there are lots of different reasons, but I've heard individuals say they've used it in their children, children that have, may have been on the um, spectrum of autism. Um, tell us why and how it's used. And I, I know you may cannot really get into this, but does it vary from by state to state if it's legal and okay to use? It actually does vary state by state. So one of the things that we see happening now is um, obviously states have already started to legalize marijuana. So if you, had a, if you were in a state that has pharmaceutical, you know, you can go into a pharmacy, a marijuana pharmacy, you'll see CBD products there. But they'll also have THC, which is that active ingredient, which is the difference okay. between the two plants, right? So, you, you know, you can see it there. Um, I would say that overall people are using it for the top three kind of things that you would buy for an you know, over-the-counter kind of thing. What, what I think is interesting about the story is, is that when we first started hearing about CBD, it was, it was about that child in Colorado with you know, severe epilepsy and the fact that they've created okay. a pharmaceutical out of this, drug, out of this property, and, and that has gotten a lot of press. It's very powerful powerful medication. And because it's now known as a pharmaceutical, that's where the government gets, cut, you know, gets all murky about what they say is appropriate and not how to label it. So for the most part, what we're talking about is a plant-based, different version, not a synthesized or pharmaceutical grade. Of an, like, sometimes you can buy an omega-3 and it's pharmaceutical and you can buy a dietary supplement. So we, you know, our, our organization is, believes that it's a dietary supplement and it should be labeled that way, which kind of clarifies for people what they're looking for, right? What, do I, what am I looking for in the shelf when I go in and buy this? Because it's everywhere. I mean, I've even seen advertisements for it in, in nail polish, which it's not going to do anything. So you're really talking about a dietary supplement-like product, if that helps clarify a little bit. Okay, it does. Now, I have to ask this, and we offer real talk for real people, and we ask real questions. And, Karen, my question to you is, you know, you're saying for you all you look at it as a dietary supplement, but for anyone that may say, hey, that may work on my kid, maybe it'll work for me for my pain, or maybe they're, they're suffering from epilepsy, it's probably wise, and I'm saying this, not non-medical, and I don't work for an organization like you, but to consult and speak with a medical professional before they walk into any of these stores or a pharmacy and inquire about it. you agree? 
I would agree, especially if you're looking at treating an actual disease because that's not what these products are designed to do. Okay. That's what drugs are for. So anytime you have, even when you're using um, basic dietary supplements, if you have a, a disease that you're being treated for with a practitioner or a team of practitioners, you definitely want to make sure that you're talking to your your physicians about what this would mean for your care. But people are just, you know, running randomly off the streets and buying this stuff. So, you know, we're very concerned about the quality of the product. But, yeah, absolutely, because one thing when you mentioned, I can't remember which disease it was you mentioned, and children in particular, this is very different for children um, and pregnant women. We always say that about children and pregnant women they're on, in their own category. But if, you, if you're looking to treat something as significant as osteoarthritis, um, you, and something is promoting itself to be able to treat that. And I see all kinds of claims yeah. for humans and pets on this. You know, pets that can cure seizures. Anytime you see something like that, that's when your weight radar needs to go okay. way up fast. That's a red that, you, that is not something that you should buy because those people are flaunting every law in the books. Wow. Great information. You're listening to Let's Talk America Radio. We're on right now. We're putting the spotlight on some educational material, highlighting CBD, uh, the hemp hype, if you will, trying to decipher between urban myths and what the facts are. We have Karen on with us now. Karen, you mentioned this in the beginning, and I've heard people say this, THC, and they've said that, you know, as we know, their states and things have gotten more lax when it comes to CBD and hemp and treating different disease states, but I have heard that if an employer picks up THC in the urine or bloodstream, that that can be problematic. Explain. Absolutely, and we saw this in the beginning with products hitting the marketplace. So hemp has less than 0.3% THC, and that's, and that's what the law says is legal. So anything that has more than 0.3% is probably derived from a marijuana plant and not a hemp plant. Um, so that's really important because, yes, I have heard tales of that happening to people in drug testing environments, which means the product that they're using is not the one that they were wanting to take. Okay. So that's a real important thing, and that goes back to how to read that label and make sure that you know you're getting a quality product and they're using the product legally and it's derived that way because that could be a problem. And, and there are states now, I can, Georgia is one, that has actively said there will be no CBD in food or supplements in our state. So there are states that are actually activating laws and regulations kind of ahead of even what the federal government has been able to do thus far. So it varies pretty significantly in, in some states. You know, I, I have to ask a question when you talk about regulations and rules. Many of us know that one of the things the United States does well, I think in particular when you compare it to other nations, is that we have a vetting system, we have an FDA um, that does, I believe, a pretty good job of monitoring and, and making sure that things are consistent and how things are created that people put into their bodies. When we're talking about CBD and when we're talking about hemp, are those same rules in place, meaning if someone Someone says, hey, maybe they're dealing with something in particular, anxiety or diabetes or chronic pain. They've discussed it with their physician. The physician has given them their opinion, and this person says, I'm going to go get some CBD oil, if you will. Is it necessarily the same one if I buy it on one side of town versus the other? Oh, uh, so here's where it gets messy. Um, when the FDA came out and said, 
we don't consider CBD to, be, CBD to be a dietary supplement. They sort of put themselves in a position where it's hard for them to regulate to the standards of dietary supplement manufacturing. So a dietary supplement has rules. Like there are all kinds of rules about the manufacturing practices you have to use, the testing you need to do, the labels that you can use, the claims that you make on the product. So they said it's not a dietary supplement. Now, there are those of us in the industry that disagree with that position. But they haven't issued any regulations, and they are issuing warning letters frequently about people who are, you know, companies that are making these bad claims and saying they can cure a disease. That said, now there are tons of companies out there who don't do any of this testing, um, who can't tell you uh, how much THC is in it, can't tell you if it's been tested for heavy metals and pesticides. Oh, wow. And may actually be hemp seed oil, which doesn't have any CBD in it. So there's a, that's where the market has gotten flooded with a lot of bad products. The flip side being the companies that do it right, that know how to do this well, um, are doing the science, supporting the science behind it on safety and efficacy, are having a heck of a time getting on the shelves. So they can't even put their product on Amazon because Amazon has a policy that they don't sell CBD, when in fact there are tens of thousands of products you can buy from Amazon that oh, wow. say they're CBD. It's crazy. Okay. okay. Wow. So it sounds like the regulation part, from your professional opinion, is a little sketchy right now in terms of people saying, is there as consistent, am I really getting what I'm purchasing? Absolutely true. 100% wow. true. It's, it's really a buyer beware, and it's not inexpensive. A lot of these products cost upwards of $50 a bottle. So it's important for consumers to really do their due diligence and spend a little bit of time checking out what it is they're buying so that they aren't getting ripped off. And, and really that's my major point today is to help people figure out this morass of craziness going on in the marketplace so they can make good decisions for themselves and their families. When you pointed out some of those red flags about saying they can cure these things and it can fix this automatically or miraculously, I'm thinking in the back of my head they're selling false hopes and dreams. Not everyone who sells it, but it sounds like there certainly are some seeds out there that are exploiting people's desperation perhaps. I believe that's true. That's why I say the first red flag is really if they're making a claim that it can treat a disease mitigate a disease, you need to walk away from that product right off the bat because it's illegal to do that from a dietary supplement perspective. Yes. So we can't say that we treat diseases. I can't say that I'm going to cure the common cold with vitamin D and omega-3. Um, but these companies are out there promoting that. That's, that's number one red flag. You know, I, I, I think this is a statement that some people may say, well, of course people know that, but I meet well-intended, educated, smart, intelligent people constantly, Karen, that will say, well, that's got to be true. And I'm not just talking about CBD. I'm talking about things in general, right? Uh, there are lots of so-called health natural supplements, things out there that people make claims for, and not all of them are natural. Some of them are also what we consider pharmaceuticals. But I say, well, how do you know it's true? That's just the curiosity of me with journalism background. And they will say, it's written on the label. Karen, right now, is someone who represents the Organic and Natural Health Association. Talk to these well-intended, good-hearted individuals that just because it says it, doesn't necessarily make it true? It's, uh, yes, absolutely. And what I do is go to the website. 
and and I really peruse the website. I look for um, I look for information that shows me about the chain, you know, about that supply chain. I mean, are you telling me where this is coming from? Are you showing me what we call a certificate of analysis, which is shorthand C of A? And any data person out there would love to know how it's been tested and what it's been tested for and be able to read that in English. And the good companies do that. They put that information out there. Um, And if they don't have that, if they're saying things like FDA approved, back off. FDA is not approved of that product. Never will. It's not what they do. So it's, yeah, those are the kinds of things you really need to go past the label. I've seen labels that don't even have contact information from the company. So if there was a need for a recall, you'd be out of luck. You wouldn't know who to get a hold of. Um, And you'd have to go track it down on on the web. Wow. And and just out of curiosity, you said there have been, I guess, at least uh, some cases, a few, where they're saying FDA approved, and you're saying that's not true. But And, and this is for those who will say, but it's written online, and I right. hear people say that all the time. You're saying people can put things online, Karen. That doesn't mean it's true, and that doesn't mean the FDA probably doesn't have the manpower to go and check every single website, thousands of them, where people are making false claims about the FDA, Right. Absolutely true. I mean, that's really, and that's one of the things we've taken on on this effort. That's why we went and tested products that we found on Amazon. So Amazon has their good intention of not selling CBD, but they allow marketing of the terminology, and their best-selling product is highlighted as, you know, hemp, CBD. And so those are the kinds of things that people read and trust. It's the perfect example of if you're going to go somewhere and read consumer reviews and try and find the best product for yourself, but the labels are not giving you enough information to be able to make that um, distinction. And, and three of the products didn't have any CBD in it at all, which meets the Amazon goal, but not the objective of what the consumer spent that money on. Wow. They were just hemp seed oil. Yeah, that marketing, that PR mar- game all about marketing. Uh, means so much because that's what people believe. And, and unfortunately, I'm sure there are some people out there thinking, well, I'm taking this. It's not even that. Thinking they're helping their medical condition and very well may not be. Karen, what a pleasure. So much education I learned on this episode from you. Now, we have you on, but I want you to talk about uh, the Organic and Natural Health Association. And you mentioned it a little before, but why it's important for you all to be a part of this conversation overall. Uh, you know, we are a trade association in the dietary supplement space, and all of our decisions are made based on the consumer's interest. So whatever decisions we make at a board level, it's, will it benefit the consumer, his or herself? And we focus on edu- consumer education, nutrient-based research trials, and using that information to do advocacy work at states and at the federal government to enact policies that actually help consumers and their health and their desire for health and and the desire to have a healthy people and a healthy planet. So we do a lot of regenerative agriculture advocacy as well. So this fits right into our wheelhouse in terms of all the elements of what CBD is and can be for people and helping people get the, the treatment that they want, that, you know, that actual product that might help. Um, and trying to help them sift through all of this information that's out there. And it's a lot of information. You've been very helpful. Where can our national and international listeners go for more information about this topic? 
I would recommend our Facebook page, Organic and Natural Health Association. We do uh, every day as a sort of consistent, you know, what we um, promote in terms of research and education for consumers. And we're going to have one day that's completely dedicated to CBD issues. So we'll keep you posted because, as I usually say towards the end of an interview, it could all change again next week. And by three months from now, it will be different. I just can't predict what it's going to look like. So it's fast-moving, it evolves, and we can't have the mindset, well, this is what we were told 10 years ago, so it's still true. As consumers, as patients, all of us should be patients somewhere, being seen, even if some wellness checks, we have to be able to allow our minds to be flexible and grow and evolve. Right, Karen? Very well said. So key. And where can our national listeners go to connect with you? I can be reached through our, our website, or Organic and Natural um, organicandnaturalhealth.com or .org and my email is khoward at organicandnatural.org Karen, thank you for joining us here on Let's Talk America Radio. I'm sure this conversation will continue to go for months and weeks on end and I'm sure they'll follow up with your organization. Thanks for joining us. Thank you.